Hey, Rob, what do you think of our funky new football in Berkshire branding? They're great, Tom. Who's made them? They've been created by friend of FIB, Ellis Woods, who runs his own creative agency, Flair Media. He's heavily involved in grassroots football and kindly sponsors this very podcast. That's great. What else do they do? Well, it's funny you should say that, Rob. Ellis offers affordable digital marketing, digital and print branding like logos, banners, flyers and business cards, as well as website content creation and management. Go and have a look at flaremedia.online and tell Ellis we sent you. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the second of our pub, but not in a pub, chats. Uh, this time, I am chatting to longtime friend uh, Tony Hardy, who uh, has had many roles in the local game. Many of you will be very familiar with uh, with Tony, and um, possibly been on the wrong end of Tony a couple of times as well. I don't know. Um, Tony, say hello. Hello. How how is everyone? They, you know, they can't speak back. Yes. yes. <laughs> How I are you, mate? That. How are you, mate? All good, bearing up under this uh, these very challenging times. A uh, bit, a little bit odd. Yeah. Um, in, in 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 all of my fifty five years on the on this earth, I've never come across, come across anything like this. Um, it's very very different. It's very challenging, to say the least. Indeed, not not least so when you're uh, when you're trying to plan fixtures for a competition that has currently been postponed and may not actually finish. I know you said to me that there's a meeting later in the week, but obviously the Bracknell Sunday League plays a massive role in kind of the culture of an area, doesn't it? And and it's going to be a big ask to try and to try and finish it. Do you think? Yeah, sure. We uh, we took the decision last Monday, the 16th, I think I re- re- remember, 16th of this month, to postpone the uh, the season um with very very many games still to be played to be fair in in the league i mean there's still some teams that have got 10 plus games to play in the league um as well of course as as our cup competitions yeah. that uh, as you say we will be meeting on wednesday evening just to decide how we conclude the season but the challenge we have is one we don't really know when the season will start again if at all uh, current guidelines from the FA and also the county FA is that there will be no football at least until the end of April. So the problem we have, not only the uh, the, the volume of games to be played, but also the fact that we uh, we, we may not have, uh, have pitches to play the games on. Yes. Many of the uh, local authorities are saying, look, beginning of, beginning of uh, May, that's it, that's your lot. That's when we'll be closing the pitches, irrespective of the problems that we have. That's when we'll be closing our pitches for maintenance, for cricket, etc., yeah. etc. So, you know, whether we do make a decision to, to restart or not, we we probably won't have the pitches to play to play the games on anyway. It's it's an interesting one that's obviously different to any other level of football, of course, because the clubs don't have their own grounds. They they play on effectively park pitches that are rented off off the councils and quite often just from my own involvement in in Sunday League the the the, the local authorities spend the summer reseeding the pitches trying to do what they can to to kind of get the pitches back up to a reasonable state for for uh, for the following season and for other people to use as well so it's a it's an yeah. entirely di- it's not even a case that oh well why doesn't the league just carry on into the summer it's not a case that that's even likely to be able to happen no that's that's absolutely correct tom yeah 
So yeah, a decision we need we need to make. Do we do we abandon the season? Obviously, I've put my thoughts forward, which I, <laughs> it would be unfair of me to share before we discuss them as a committee and before we've even uh, notified the clubs of those decisions. Yeah. But you know, it's a it's a question whether we abandon the league league competition now. The other question is, you know, how do we how do we sort out promotion and relegation for next season's competition? Um, and also, what do we do with this season's cup competitions? Yeah. Um, because obviously we've got one one cup semi final still to be played. That was scheduled to be played early March, which was postponed due to the weather. Obviously, yeah. that's been a big <laughs> big factor this season as well. We've lost an awful lot of games through through inclement weather. Um, so, notwithstanding the decision to postpone, we've had a massive backlog of postponed games that we'd, we'd have to uh, reschedule as well. So, yeah. getting back to the cup, yeah, we've got three cup semi-finals. Sorry, three cup finalists already sorted, but with uh, one semi-final still to be played, it's a question of what do we do to finish cup competitions for this season. And it's yeah, it's just going to be a it's going to be one of those things that that it'll ultimately get decided one way or the other. I wanted to um, I wanted to just ask you sort of about being fixtures secretary because of course you know you'll get a you'll get I imagine you'll get a few queries every so often from uh, from clubs about you know what's going on with the fixtures and stuff. This was prior to um, prior to the obviously everything that's happened with the the suspension and the postponement of the league. What's um what is the sort of day to day running doing the fixtures for for a league? What what does that entail? It's simply a case of uh, manually scheduling, uh, Tom, knowing right. who, who plays where, who plays on what pitch, who's played who up until that point. Obviously, I keep a grid of, of fixtures that are played, so I know that, say, for example, let me let me use Fernhill in, in the Premier Division. I know Fernhill have already played Panthers and Raglan at home, but they're still to play Bracknell Rangers away, so, you know, I'll schedule fixtures in that way. Um, semi semi professional leagues have uh, have computer systems that they use to schedule fixtures, and they just push a couple of buttons and outspits all the fixtures yeah. for the season. <laughs> um, I have, yeah, you're right. I have had criticism um, this season on Twitter of uh, of the fact that I only schedule fixtures say a month ahead, whereas other leagues schedule whole fixtures for the season. But it, that 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 literally is not possible. Yeah. I do it on a on a on a week by week basis. Try and schedule fixtures right up until you know a month's time. Uh, post them on post them online. We use the FA full time website for for posting fixtures and for recording recording results. Uh, and then on a week by week basis, we remind we remind clubs of the fixtures for the coming Sunday, with of course the referee appointments. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally as 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 manual as that. <laughs> Now, obviously, you and I have been involved in 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 the Sunday League together. We've we've worked on the on the same team, um, but you've had a you've had a bit of a success yourself as a as a manager of a Sunday League side, didn't you? Um, how many years ago was that? Now was it was it two three years ago? Yeah, a little bit longer, Tom. Uh, I think it was between two thousand and sixteen and two thousand and nineteen with with Whitegrove Football Club. Um, it was a little project that my two two boys, Will and Jim, wanted to take on. Well, Will, Will more than Will more than uh, more than Jim. <laughs> and uh, it came to me and says, "Dad, how do we set up a how do we set up a team to play in the Bracknell Sunday League? Uh, a team that, that then was based pretty much of uh, of mates and lads yeah. that he'd played 
with before and lads that you and I know from 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 past. And uh, what we actually did in the end was to speak to a couple of boys clubs uh, that didn't have men's teams, and we uh, we connected up with uh, with Whitegrove, and I forget the name of the uh, chairman there now, but we we met up for a coffee at uh, at Sainsbury's, uh, the, the three of us. And we said, look, we want to want to start up a men's team. We'd we'd really like to uh, piggyback onto your club, use your facilities, use your use your pitches, and we uh, we played our games at Priory Fields over in uh, Warfield. And uh, let's let's give the lads, you know, the older boys in in the White Club boys football setup a chance to to make a step up into men's football. Yeah. As it turned out, you know, very few of the boys actually wanted to play men's football from, from the White Grove Club. So it was literally a team based upon, you know, lads that we knew that we brought together. And uh, yes, as you say, we had we had some success with it. Um, and of course, you you won the, the County Cup, the Box and Box County Cup. We did in our second season. Wow. We had a great yeah. run. We... Uh, we uh, won the what's called the junior junior trophy, yeah. um, which was a fantastic uh, run. I think we won four games to actually get to the final. The final was played over at Abingdon Towns Ground, uh, Cullum Road, I think I seem to recall. Yeah. And um, I forget the, uh, the the name of the team would be. It was P I and F C or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. Who, who, were, who yeah. were associated with Parkstone and. Yes, yes. Somewhere up in darkest north of, of, of Buckinghamshire. Cool, that's a long um, way for yeah, them to travel. Great, it was a great run. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a particular picture, isn't there, of you all? Uh, was it on penalties or was it? Um, this, yeah, it... yeah, probably, probably <laughs> one of my most favourite photographs in football <laughs> of all time. It's just after we'd won the penalty yeah. shootout. The game finished two all. Um, we trailed one nil. We pulled it back to one all. We then led two one. Um, we absolutely dominated the second half. We pulled the pulled the goal back to two all. As most extra times go, it was pretty pretty stalemate. Neither team wanting to push on and uh, and, and score a winner. So and so it went to penalties. Yeah. And I think we actually won it four two on penalties. And uh, yeah, the photograph you refer to is just after we'd scored the winning <laughs> penalty, and of yeah. course all all hell breaks loose and everybody goes bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Great photograph. A good, uh, a good day out for you guys. Now, obviously, you exactly. and I. I wanted to talk a bit about sort of um, how you and I met. You, we met um, whilst being involved at, um, at Bracknell Town uh, yes. some years ago. And wh- how did you get involved there? Because I don't know if I know how you got involved. I I went to watch them many 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 years ago. Shortly after I'd uh, I'd moved to Bracknell, I thought, do you know what? And I knew I knew Tony Wood. Was oh, the name okay. from the past. Yes. Tony Tony Wood I used to work with and he, he joined Bracknell Town from Blackwell Heath, I seem to remember. Right. Back in the Isthmian League yep. Division Two then. Played up front with and Justin Day. Go, That's right, Justin Day was some great players yeah. at the time. And uh I used to go watch them and then and then I took up refereeing. I uh, off the back of the stuff I did with a Sunday team over in the Surrey Enhanced Border League. I took a club linesman's course. I then went on to do a referee's course, and then ended up refereeing for ten years. So that's what I did 
on a Saturday. Didn't have time, obviously, to watch football, yeah. but most of my time was taking up refereeing mm. on a Saturday and very often a couple of evenings during the week. Um, when I decided to, to hang the whistle up, so to speak, round about 2002, I then started to go back to Larges Lane to watch to watch the games again. Yeah. And uh, as a supporter... And that it must have been round about that time. I, you, and I met up, and our dear friend Duds and yes. uh, Jeffy and them, and uh, <laughs> the Barmy Army, as it became. Oh yes, and great days. Uh, that's right. Great days, great days out. And yeah. uh, I took up a role on the on the committee there, actually. Um, both the the chairman at the time, Chris Nixon, and secretary Malcolm Hook were both ex referees that known me from 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 you know the uh, refereeing stomping days and yeah. said look what you're doing here what what you're doing why aren't you out refereeing and I told them and uh, it was actually Malcolm that got me involved and before you know it I'm on the committee there so <laughs> <laughs> that lasted that lasted for ten years yeah and uh, both yourself of course and and Daryl came onto the committee in, in in different roles as well and and yeah we we we, we we've all kind of grown up and worn the scars and yep. bore the pain of, of, of running a football club and uh, yeah great times but very very tough times to be it was it was it was never, never. There was never barely a penny to rub together. Um, no. I know you. You became groundsman for a little while, um, and that, yeah. that pitch was it never looked as good uh, when uh, when when you were groundsman. Yeah, well, I learned everything from. I was trying to remember old Ray's name, Ray Coxhead. Ray Coxhead, yeah. Came to me yesterday. He was my he was my teacher. Right. Actually, I, I spent a, a good few months with Ray. As he's number two um, at the back end of, of one season. And he would he would drive the uh, tractor. Yeah. He would never let me anywhere near it <laughs> until until he said, right, it's time now. On you get, <laughs> you, you go off and do it. And then and then Ray, bless him, he he decided to uh, to to hang his uh, old trousers up and uh, and let and yes, I did that for two years. So for two seasons, yeah. it was up up at the ground at eight thirty on a Saturday morning. I'd lit a pick. For half an hour around the whole ground before I actually started the the uh, tractor up at, at nine o'clock. Yeah. Literally spent all morning, every morning, going up and down the the pitch <laughs> with either the roller or the chain yeah. hammers, and then come you know twelve thirty one o'clock after I'd after I'd marked the lines out, put the nets up and sorted the corner flags out and what have you. It was a case of quick change and uh, either stop in there for the for the home game or if the away team were away I'd, I'd get in the car and drive off to wherever you know, watch the watch the away team so, you know, the home team play away it's a hell of a commitment that to uh, sort of every Saturday because it's, it's not it's not it's one of those things as well quite often people get involved in their in their local club because their kids are playing there but of course your kids had long long dis- not sorry not disappeared but they they they'd they'd stopped playing at Bracknell and, and were, were doing other things by that point weren't they yeah, that's true. But as I say, football gets under your skin. It does. You know, you get a you get a real taste for it. And uh, of course, both lads played for Bracknell yeah. Town. That yeah. um, will will more than anything. I mean, he played for Bracknell Town's juniors from around about the age of seven, I think it right. was. And even and played right through to the youth team, the under 18s He had a season with the under 18s yeah. before he went off to play for Binfield for a season for their youth team. Yeah. And uh, Jim. Jim played a season for the reserves in the Suburban League, 
whilst Will played for pretty much a season for the first team. Yeah. Um, when uh, Dave Tuttle was was manager, um, Tom Nugent, a player that yeah. we know, played played also in the first team for that that season. So yeah, they, they, they had a bit of a dabble with in in senior men's football before he's quite rightly say going off to do their own thing. Yeah. Um, there's one story I wanted to remind you about, particular away day. Um, it's, it's just uh, just occurred to me. Do you remember when we went to uh, we went down to Winchester, who at the time were Winchester City, who at the time were in even worse shape than we were, and uh, and it had been raining, uh, yes, and the yes. game the pitch was the pitch was damp. No one had done any. So so in contrast to what you had been doing every Saturday, getting up at uh, sort of getting up to the club at half eight, sorting everything out, making sure the pitch was playable, they'd had no one. And you know, obviously, yeah. that's that, that's there, there's there are often many reasons. Sometimes you know someone's not available. So if it's a volunteer, sometimes someone's sick. You know, but you, if I remember rightly, you got on the pitch and you started working on their pitch to try and get the game on because obviously we travelled down to Winchester, um, hoping to get a game on. And 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 I believe in your mind, you thought it was fairly straightforward to get it on. Just get rid of some of the water and it'll be game on. And there's That's a the, yeah. I remember the day very well now. Yeah, a, we, as we arrived, they, they did have a groundsman, but he'd, he'd given up, oh. and he'd actually <laughs> left his fork in in the nearest goal mouth to where we were parked. And that's the first thing I saw: this sullen, yeah. lonely old garden fork stuck in the ground. And I thought, "Hello, what's going on?" Yeah. So uh, we made one or two inquiries, and uh, we'd found out the uh, the groundsman, bless him. Who was on his own, but uh, much the same as I did to yeah. be there. But he'd worked and worked and worked all day, and kind of giving it up as a bad job. Yeah. And uh, that pitch could have been made, could have been brought up to playable standards. And uh, if you remember rightly, I said to uh, the guy that eventually yeah. showed some interest, "Look, what you need to do is what I do: get get in your car, go out to the nearest P and Q or whatever, and get some bags of sand." Make sure it's soft sand, paving sand or sandpit sand, for goodness sake. And uh, that will help to soak up some of the uh, some of the surface water. And off he went and came back with sharp sand, believe it or not. And I thought, oh, no. Anyway, the referee had arrived by this stage and the two teams were there, kitted up, ready to go. And uh, anyway, the game wasn't played in the end. Um <laughs> Referee thought, nah, you know, we've done as much as we possibly can. We ain't going to get this game, this, this pitch playable. And uh, and so, sadly, the game was postponed. I'm, I'm sitting here just laughing to myself because I can I can just remember it. I can remember. Can you just explain the significance of sharp sand for anybody that doesn't know? Oh, it's a case of uh, players going down on it and grazing the knees. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't quote the uh, regulations uh, chapter and verse, but... Uh, Generally, it's, it's it's you know sharp sand's regarded as a as a bit of a hazard for the lads that, uh, yeah. that happen to slide on a on a pitch. But so 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 I use I always used to use paving sand. It's probably <laughs> twice twice the cost. Yeah, you know probably twice as much as sharp sand. But it was a case of spending I don't know five or six quid per bag of paving sand, and it it probably take four of those. Yep. to get the largest <laughs> lane pitch uh, playable at times. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I think it was uh, fairy dust we needed on that pitch. Yeah, but, sometimes. Uh, B and Q never sold that. No, no, and, and they no. still don't. Strangely, um, ah. I, I remember. Uh, was it was it you that um, there was a there was a, a particularly dodgy line that was drawn at one point? Was that you, or was it was that somebody else? I can't remember now. <laughs> one of the white line Always down me. one of the sides. Always me. No, what <laughs> we did was we <laughs> we. Uh, 
We strung it out. When we first marked the uh, pitch out, right right at the start of pre-season, we'd string it out properly, and it'd take us a full half-day rear night. And, and Dudley actually held me one, one season. It took us a little bit longer, actually, than half a day. But, yeah, we'd, we'd rope it out. We'd get the lines nice and straight. <laughs> and then what we'd do week after week after week, when we lined it, we'd go, we'd go over the lines, you know, manually. Yeah. We wouldn't string it out. We'd just go over the lines and... Every slight little waver got worse and worse and worse <laughs> as the season went. So I know, so it got a little bit <laughs> got a little bit wavy. It looked straight to me, but to those that were, you know, you know, turning up and thinking, oh, yeah. well, the, the, this linesman, this linesman's uh, had a few too many. You know, this groundsman's <laughs> had a few too many. But there you go. But uh, once or twice, I did get the old ropes out and string it out. You know, towards the back end of the season, and we we at least finished finished the season with straight lines yeah. as we'd started yeah <laughs> yeah oh. what what um during that sort of period of time who was uh player that particularly stood out to you um i know that there, it was it was not always great times but we there were some there were some great lads down there um but just sort of just who, who kind of stood out to you oh blimey there's some cracking players i mean everybody talks about crits yeah Adam Adam Crittenden, the uh, the enigma that he that he was. I mean, that lad that lad could have gone on to be, you know, something quite special had he put his mind to it. He won't thank me for saying that, but what a what a talented player he was. I mean, and then of course you can, you can speak about players like Ben Edwards, absolutely brilliant. Gavin Taylor as well. What a what a. I mean, I remember in, during my refereeing days, refereeing a game over at Farnborough between Farnborough youth. And uh, Bracken Town's youth. Yeah, Gavin played in that game, as did as did Gary Sargent. Um, so yeah, a couple of good, talented young players, and of course the, the, the there's a number of what I call legends that have, that have played for <laughs> Bracken all over the years. You yeah, know? I mean, we talk about uh, players like John Underwood and, and Neil Baker at the back there. You know, who who both are doing a, a fantastic job over at Slough Town um, as joint managers. Yeah. Um, I do see, I do see uh, John and, and Neil obviously uh, as I go around watching Dartford. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to talk to you about season. this just to sort of wrap things up a little bit. Um, you, yeah. you obviously you've, you've kind of you've moved away from the area now. You're still involved in the Sunday League, but obviously being involved in the Bracknell Sunday League as a fixture circuit doesn't require you to to live in Bracknell. But you, you've moved down to Kent now. Um, and yeah. you've, you've done a bit of ground hopping. Um, what do, and, and obviously you mentioned sort of a, a bit becoming a, a supporter of Dartford, but but you've done a lot of the Kent grounds yourself as well now. Yes, I've I've been to every all the Kent grounds from step six up to football league. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think in total is something like thirty two. Wow. Uh, they vary very greatly in standard, of course. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, or not surprisingly enough, uh, Gillingham's not one of the best ones. Um, <laughs> they're, they're the only, they're the only Kent Football League club. Um, you get down into Conference, you get some great ground. I mean, Dartford's my favourite for obvious yeah. reasons. Uh, Dover's a good ground. Bromley's a good ground. You know, some great, great grounds there, even at a, yeah. even at a lower level. I, that. Yeah, I so went I've to. Um... That. I did that over three seasons. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, because of course, do you know what? I completely forget how long it is you've uh, you've been away now. I went, I went to, as you know, I went to Deal Town this year, and I thought that was um, that was a terrific ground, absolutely, yeah. um, absolutely fit for purpose. 
yeah. I mean, that's one that I'd call an old traditional ground. Yeah, and definitely. All the grounds along that north coast of, well, they're, they're actually southeast, but yeah. you get a, a, a bunch of similar grounds to there up along the north coast of Kent. Uh, and in that, I include Whitstable Town, Herne Bay, and Ramsgate. They're all good old, proper football yeah. grounds that yeah. well worth a visit you're in that area. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. must admit, I don't really fancy doing the day trip down to Deal again, but it was certainly worth it when we got there. It's a long it was, way. It's long a way. long old way. Um, so, yeah, so so you've kind of, you, you kind of, Dartford in the Vanarama National League South. So how how's that season been? Uh, poor start to the season. We uh, we were kind of uh, flirting with the with, uh, relegation zone for a good couple of months. We then had a change of manager, uh, Steve King's our manager, who may be familiar to a number of football fans, ex of Lewis yes. uh, Farnborough, I think it's a spell at Farnborough, uh, Eastbourne, um, Kidderminster, I think it's a spell at Kidderminster Town as well. Um, so Steve King took charge of the team ooh, three, four months ago, and yeah. since then we've gone on a run and uh, we currently sit sixth in the, in the league. In the uh, in the playoff zone, so it's 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 really really turned the team now. Yeah. Brought in some cracking players, and uh, it's really 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 good to watch. As, as I suppose as a as a sort of a fairly new Dartford fan, how how do you how do you feel about when because uh, obviously you, you go and there's a team there, and that's the team you kind of get used to. Someone another yeah. manager comes on, and inevitably in non-league, a load of players change. How, as sort of a relatively new fan, how do you how do you deal with that, or is it just they're doing better now, so it's all right? Um, it's. I mean, as I say, it's good to watch. I mean, uh, yes, yeah. there has been a big turnaround of players. Um, there's been some some loan players that have come in for a, for a month and and have gone off to their parent clubs. Um, there's a real solid core of players now there at the club, and we, we just they're just a joy to watch. Yeah. Mate. I mean, for any football fan, uh, neutral or otherwise, it's it's good to watch a, a, a good team, <laughs> a good team play some good football. Indeed. Yeah. And Indeed. and to be fair, I've, I've I've watched a few few games this season, home and away. Um, it's just what I enjoy doing on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Could you could you yeah. um could you ever see yourself getting involved again with a football club? Um, not too sure at this moment in time. No, I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, just like to go watch. I, mean, yeah. I, I chat with I chat with the guys at Dartford. I sit and have a beer with them. You know the the, the committee. Yeah. Um, especially on away days at uh, away grounds. But no, no, no hankering to get involved <laughs> again. At all. I just enjoy doing what I do, saying what I say, <laughs> and uh, I've. Having a having a beer or two, watching the game yeah. and going home again. Yeah. Um, and obviously, cricket season's coming up, and I know you're a noted fan of the uh, the Red Bull game. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, hate, absolutely hate cricket. No. That's why I thought the best move for Super League for rugby league was yeah. to move from a, from a winter sport to a summer sport because it gives us something normal to watch <laughs> in summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm baiting you a little bit there, Tony. I'm afraid, but you know, as I say, we go back a long way, so I'm sure it's all I right. I know, I know. <laughs> so, oh yes, um, let's do rugby league. Just before we finish off, you are. Let me think. Is it Leeds Rhinos? It is indeed. Yeah. Um, is that likely to start? Um, I think so. Yes, I think so. The season goes right through till October. Yeah. Uh, the games. 
the games are generally played. They, they only generally play one game a week, to be honest. Right. And it's either a Thursday or Friday night, or a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. So they'll play a round of fixtures per week, right through to the uh, playoff final yeah. at uh, Old Trafford in October. It's generally the first Saturday in October they play the playoffs. When 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 is it due to start this season? Do you know? Uh, the season started in February, Tom. Oh, did oh sorry um, oh. Yeah, Sorry. no, no, no. That's in Super League starts in February and goes right through to October. I think they've played seven or eight rounds already right. before the uh, season was suspended. Um, I think they can start again and, and possibly play twice, twice a yeah. week. Okay. And get see get the season finished. It, it depends. It really depends when when sports are allowed to start up yeah. again. It'll be, uh, it's going to be an interesting few weeks. And um, Tony, I just want to finish off. I, I asked Neil this question at the end of... I think I'm going to ask everybody this question at the end of uh, yeah. every, every chat. Um, can you recommend a box set to anybody that's listening? A box set to watch on TV or, or something like that? What are, you, what are you watching? What would you recommend? Yes, I've just finished watching Dexter. Right. I've seen the whole... I think there's eight, eight series of Dexter. That was quite, that was quite good. Um, I'm into a couple. Of, I'm into a couple of series now of Boardwalk Empire. Yep. Quite quite enjoying that. And uh, additionally, we've just started watching Line of Duty. Oh, very good. The first series yeah. of Line of Duty, and we we've just watched a couple of episodes of the second series. So there's there's lots of great stuff there to to watch. You Lovely. Know, I've watched Sopranos in the past. That's good to watch the Sopranos if you like a bit. Yep. of, You know, gangster <laughs> stuff. Um, no, there's loads of stuff there out there to watch. Lovely stuff, Tony. Thank you very much, um, Tony Hardy. Our, uh, our actually, I was going to say our, our football in Berkshire um, Bracknell Sunday League correspondent, as well as fixture secretary. So, um, Tony, thank you very much for speaking to me, uh, and I hope Tom, we will chat. and you. I hope we will see each other sooner rather than later, mate. Let's hope so. Cheers, Cheers Tony. Tom. Bye, mate.